life in Christ is about being transformed. It's not about like, well, this is a nice addition to my life that makes it a little bit more livable while I'm waiting around for like the big show to begin. (laughs) No, like it's about being transformed by Jesus Christ. And so if I'm going through my life and I haven't been transformed or if I had a conversion a long time ago, but now I've just kind of been, you know, like waiting in the, in the baby pool, what's, what's going on? That's to be, that, that needs to be examined. My, my presuppositions about what this life is about and what this Christian life is about need to be examined if I've been settling for a life of just getting by rather than a life of continual transformation. Well, hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, bringing to you another discussion about this, our daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever you happen to be in relation to the Catholic Church, again, we're here as a network to share the truth and beauty with others. We've, we've found this pearl of great price, Jesus Christ, and this church that he's given us, and we're sharing that with others. Um, but wherever you happen to be with regards to the Catholic Church, this is a show about continuing to stay close to Christ and go deeper in that relationship every day. And so that's what we're doing here, and we've been having a great discussion lately. Actually, we're wrapping it up today. This is our our, our wrap-up discussion on the 12 steps between Brother Rex, Anthony Norris, and I. Brother Rex, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing good, brother. Doing good. good. Excited to to talk more today to wrap up this discussion. Thank you for doing this with me, and I, I, I mean, thank you for persevering through it. And for those that have been listening or following along, thank you for your perseverance. Hopefully, it's been helpful to you. We're talking today about uh, the twelfth and final step of the twelve-step program, um, twelve steps of recovery, the spirituality of the twelve steps. Um, and this, I'll, I'll read this up today. I'll start us off into that, brother, if you will. The step is, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Mm. There's a number of pieces of that I want to talk about today. But the, the thing that I had in my mind as I woke up this morning and I was just thinking about this step and I was thinking about this whole 12-step process and, you know, from the beginning, like the big thing that's been on my mind is just seeing, you know, what a, a gift this is because it's not for just those people out there whose lives are a wreck. It's for all of us because all of our lives are a wreck because we're, <laughs> we need to be the people who, who don't, who no longer count ourselves in the fictitious righteous people category yes. and include ourselves in those sinners for whom Christ came to save. Yes. That's part of what this program is doing is it's helping us as Christians to really take seriously just what the gospel's been saying this whole time, which is that yes. I am a sinner, my life is unmanageable, I need a savior. Can I get an amen there, brother? Amen, brother. Talk about it. I think the yeah. thing that uh, the thing that strikes me about the twelve steps is that uh, it's devoid of some of the theological language that maybe those of us in the church use just on a day to day basis, and the, uh, think that everybody talks like that. Well, everybody doesn't. Right. right talk like that. And so we can present uh, this good news uh, of the gospel uh, in a way that's not even, that we don't have to use language that trips people up, that that Mm -hmm. closes their heart, uh, closes the ears of their heart uh, to the message simply because we mention uh, 
Jesus from the outset or, or mention, mm. uh, because that comes with a whole lot of baggage connected to it, right? We don't have to mention sin necessarily from the outset uh, because it, it can freak people out. And so I think this is a good way to, um, to share the good news in a way that people don't find um, uh, threatening and may in fact find attractive. Yeah, that's a good point, brother. Um, I know that's been my experience uh, in going through this program. Again, there's nothing here that's novel or weird or foreign to the Christian spiritual life, to the gospel. It all comes right out of the gospel. It, it all fit, it fits in there perfectly. But what it has done for me, you know, it's take, taken a lot of familiar spiritual concepts and put them in a different frame of reference, in a different terminology, in a different vocabulary. That's made me realize all kinds of little ways that I've been holding back, that I've been comfortable, that I've been lukewarm, that I've been, um, I've been doing one of two things. This is another thing I had in my mind this morning, that this is a program for inviting change in our life, inviting God to change us. And part of the power of these steps is it's helping us navigate between two opposite errors, right? One error of kind of a lukewarm passivity of, well, yeah, like, Lord, change my life. Like, yeah, make me a saint. Make me a good person. I'll wait. You know, <laughs> I'm here. You know, <laughs> do something amazing. You know, um, on the one hand, as an error, but also the error on the other hand of I need to take this on my own understanding, my own strength. I need, I'm going to change my life. I can manage this if I just muscle my way through it, if I'm just disciplined enough. And sure, I'll, I'll pray and ask God when it gets really rough. But mostly I've got it. I just got to be more disciplined. And both of those are errors. Both of those mm. are the kind of things that just have us spinning our wheels in the spiritual life for our whole life. That's mm. certainly been the case for me. I just, I see lots of ways I've been spinning my wheels. And this is a program for inviting change on God's, in God's time, in his way, in, in, the, in what he wants to work in us now. But it's a, in a way of inviting change, saying, Lord, I, it's, it's, I, again, back with step one, I am powerless. I need a savior. And I'm inviting you to change me in the ways that you want me to. And then I'm, I want to carry this out into being just how I live my Christian life. Because that's what we always say, right? This is a co continual conversion. I, I'm never yes. done. But how, what, what does that look like? And that's what, that's what we're presented with here. Yes, there's a, there's a slogan in 12-step circles, uh, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. Right? And so right. the 12 steps are a, a process by which we uh, we open ourselves, we surrender ourselves uh, to uh, God, and in that process of working these steps, it's just a little bit more every day of surrender, and in the in the in the in the carrying out of those steps or the walking of those steps in God's own way and in God's own time, uh, He does in fact change us. Yeah, and uh, I uh, there is some. Uh, um, some beautiful stories that I've heard, you know, of people just, I, I, they would, I'd say, how did you, how did you go from here to there? And they would, in terms of their own spiritual transformation, they said, I, I just showed up, right? I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, I, I did the work that I needed to do that was suggested to me that I do, and God took care of the rest. And um, yeah. so it's that, it's that moderation, moderation and everything, right? It's not, it's not all about me, uh, um, it's not all about you. It's about uh, uh, my relationship with God. That God and I are in this together, and God is mm -hmm. doing 
God is doing the heavy lifting, and whatever lifting that I'm doing, which I'm called to do, God gives me the grace and the courage and the wisdom to actually do that lifting. Yeah. Yeah, again, there's nothing foreign here. And if we think of, of moments of change in our lives, or what we've seen in other people's lives, I think we'll see that, again, all this stuff is pretty intuitive, like, like without knowing consciously of these steps. We've experienced them. We've experienced those moments when we finally got around to talking to a fellow human being about our problems. We've, we remember those moments when we finally admitted, oh, I, I, have, a, I have a bad habit here. I got to do something about this. I, I don't want to keep living this way. If we think back through moments of actual change, actual conversion, which means turning, right? An actual turning point in our lives. We see that some of this stuff was was happening. It's just it's very it's very rooted in our human nature and just the, the nature of the world. But it's been packaged together well in this great, very mm. intuitive, um, wise progression that again is is so uh, draws so well from um, our Lord's words and actions in the gospel. What He invites us to. I think the beautiful thing about the the twelve steps yeah. also is that it's not. It's not simply about me. It's about community, and it's about mm-hmm. having had an awakening, having having woken up on a deeper level because of working the steps. Uh, I want to share this experience with other people, and yes. I can ex- I can share my experience, strength, and hope, which is exactly what the twelfth step is asking us to do. Having had this spiritual awakening having realized that there is a God and that I'm not him, and that uh, working this process of turning my will and my life over to the care of God, uh, I can then realize what a, that I've got a life second to none today. Why wouldn't I want to share that with someone? Right. And so the 12-step calls me out of my little bubble, if you will, to share my experience, strength, and hope with others in a way that God allows and in God's time. And that takes various... Yeah various um, uh, forms uh, in one's life, in the recovery programs, for instance. Uh, simply showing up at a, at a 12-step meeting is, is itself 12-step work, right? I mean, they yeah. uh, can't have a meeting unless there are people there. So a person will show up so that they're, when somebody comes in who is really struggling, they realize there is another way, right? So there's, that's a 12-step work. Making coffee. You know, yeah. greeting people at the door, all things that, funny when you think about it, all things that that uh, I hear people complain about the church in, in some senses, you know, well, there was nobody there to welcome me at the door, right? We can't get any volunteers to do this or that. Uh, it's like, wow, wow, if people were just sort of thinking of that, actually showing up uh, and shaking hands with people at the door is actually a way of communicating the good news of Jesus Christ in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so all those little, it's like this weekend's gospel, the widow's might, right? I mean, it's those little things. I don't have to do, I don't have to be a street preacher. I don't have to be a Fulton Sheen. Uh, I don't have to be Billy Graham. I just show up and do the next right Christ-like thing in front of me, like we said last time we spoke. And God shows up and works in people's lives. We're just yeah. tending the garden, planting the seeds, tending the garden, and allow God, uh, through the Holy Spirit, uh, to do what he will. You know, one thing that strikes me about this step, and actually let me just read it again real quick so we have it fresh in our minds here. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So this carrying the message to others, you know, what strikes me 
or what was striking me in this step is how um, like it should be part of the Christian life to have experienced change and conversion and to be at a place where I can articulate that to myself and to other people, the difference that Jesus makes in my life. Like how many Christians in their spiritual lives cannot articulate to that themselves or others either because they just have never thought along those lines, they've never written it down and taken it seriously, both their need for a Savior and the difference that Jesus has made in their lives. Maybe they, maybe it's happened, but they just really haven't conceptualized it like that. But also, in many cases, it may be that people are just kind of going to the church or their denomination or their Catholic church. It's their social club. It's what they do. It's, it's a lifestyle choice. But they have not allowed God to make a change in their life. They've They've sprinkled in a little God, a little Christianity, where it spices up their life and makes it more comfortable or more appealing, or they're able to live with themselves a little bit more, but they precisely haven't invited conversion. And again, this is not to cast uh, aspersions on anyone else out there. We all are this in some regard. I mean, I, I am myself. That's what I've realized through this process, that I have many parts of my life where I have not allowed God in. I have not allowed conversion. But that's when Christ calls us to go out and, sh- and make disciples and to evangelize, it's a very Christian thing to be able to say, this is the difference it made in my life. And if I can't say that, I, pr- I need to examine why that is. Either I haven't allowed conversion or I haven't allowed it sufficiently, or maybe I did way back in the day, but ever since then I've been kind of coasting. Or maybe it's happened, but I haven't really um, mentally engaged with the reality of how much I really needed God and what he actually did um, and perhaps even grappling with that will be in itself a conversion experience of, of gratitude of, Lord, you've done so much in my life, and maybe I'm, I'm just kind of oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. And, and perhaps even a sense that I don't realize how, how spectacular the story is of God's transformation in my life. I don't, I, right. It never strikes me that maybe somebody else would be interested. And right. when I stop to think that I have a story to tell, that my story is yeah. important, that God's created me for a purpose, and I can share that story. I don't have to. Com- I don't have to compare it to yours. I simply share the story with others. That this is what my life was like. This is what happened mm-hmm. in terms of Jesus, and this is what it's like today. And the person that I was. I mean, I guess I'm the same person I was 30 years ago, but I've changed. Right. I mean, it's that paradox. Yeah. That uh, so. I guess the way to say it, right, I'm not the same person that I was in some sense. You understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of this relationship with the Lord, I look at the world in uh, in very different ways. And that's important to let other people hear because it's in the telling of the story that the transformation um, happens. Yeah. I mean, the, right, the Gospels, they, they were people sitting down telling their stories before they were ever written down. Right. So they were telling their stories. And I'm thinking about um, one, one of the reasons I'm Catholic today is because there were, or um, I was going through a particularly rough patch in my life. I've said this before, probably. And mm-hmm. a group of men gathered around me and told me the story that God had made in their life in the context of the 12-step program. And I said, I want what you have, or I want who you have. Uh, And they said, do what we do. 
and today I'm Catholic. Thanks be to God. Right? It was God's doing, but I had to show up. There was the 12-step work that people talk about that we need to do. Whether or not we have an, an act of addiction, uh, we're all, as we've said throughout this program, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. Um, right. And God gives us this beautiful opportunity to right the wrongs, to rely upon Him, and to transform our lives so that we then can go out and share the good news uh, with others. The good news of recovery from yeah. sin, the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, call it, you know, say it any way you want to. Uh, but the, ultimately, it's about carrying that message. We're the message, right? Jesus Christ. We're the carriers of the bearer. We're the bearers, right? The Christ bearers to, to a yeah. dying world, and it falls to us. That's both an opportunity and a uh, an honor to be able to do that, and a little bit scary, right? Do not. I'm trying to look for the reference here because I'm I'm good with the words, but bad with the. Bad, bad with the chapter and verse here, right? <laughs> Do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed, um, be transformed by a renewal of your mind. Yes. Uh, don't remember the reference here at the moment. But it's, imp- it's so important to get our minds around here, especially if this is coming at us as something new or something we've forgotten for a long period of time in our spiritual life. A life in Christ is about being transformed. It's not about like, well, this is a nice addition to my life that makes it a little bit more livable while I'm waiting around for like the big show to begin. (laughs) No, like it's about being transformed by Jesus Christ. And so if I'm going through my life and I haven't been transformed or if I had a conversion a long time ago, but now I've just kind of been, you know, like waiting in the, in the baby pool. What's, what's going on? That's to be, that, that needs to be examined. My, my presuppositions about what this life is about and what this Christian life is about need to be examined if I've been settling for a life of just getting by rather than a life of continual transformation. If I look at myself three years ago and I imagine myself three years from now, what I want to see is that I've allowed Christ to actually change me. Yeah. Not that I just, I had bad habits then, I have bad habits now, I'll probably have the same bad habits three years from now. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still be around you know, but that no, I I will have begun. I've been digging into myself and into the gospel yes. more and more because I want I want to allow Christ to change me. Now I don't yes. want to put in a box of what exactly that's going to look like, right. because He may decide to change me a little bit or a lot. But right. the the point is that I should desire that I should be seeking that, and if that's yes. not happening, I should be really examining if that's maybe comes down to my attitude or my my lack of really wanting Christ. Yes to have lordship over my life. Yes, yes. Suit up and show up, right? Suit up and yeah, show up yeah. and allow God to work his His uh, uh, mercy in us. Often, right. myself included, there have been times in my life when I say often myself included, that didn't make any sense. Many of us, myself included, um, w- we want to live life on, on I want to live life on my terms, right? life on my terms with a little bit of uh, you know those little sprinkles they put on on ice cream, right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Those little kind of sprinkles, right? Yeah. So I want to live life on my terms uh, with a little bit of Jesus sprinkle on top, right? right. I'll let Jesus right. in a little bit. You know, just give a little bit of flavor, but it's actually yeah. it's I'm, I'm actually calling the shots. Whereas the, right. the gospel calls me to this radical transformation of dying to myself, right? So it should be uh, as... as um, St. John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he might increase. And the 12 steps 
are a perfect um, example of how one can go about doing that, how one can learn how to decrease so that Christ might increase. At the beginning uh, uh, of recovery, I've heard people say that it was all about it was all about them, right? Their life was all about them. And by the time they worked these steps, however many times for over how many number of years, they realized that slowly but surely their life was becoming about other people, about God and about other people. And that's the transformation that we're talking about, right? Religion should not be, at least as far as I can tell, going to church is not supposed to be like joining the moose, right? Or joining the the Rotary Club, and then, well, okay, I don't, yeah. I don't like the Moose or the Rotary Club. It's on a Wednesday night, so I just, it's a, it's an option that I don't need to engage in. Um, in when in fact, being a Christian, a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ, is, I mean, that's our ontol—is that the right word? Ontological? Is that? A, is that I mean, that's that's the core of who we are as baptized, uh, sure. as being baptized, our very core. Yeah is Christ, and we're called to allow Christ to manifest in our lives. Right? Yeah. And that's uh, that can be, and that can seem overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The, and it is overwhelming, I guess, when you think about it. God is God and I'm not. However, mm-hmm. through the process of working the 12 steps, that's what begins to happen more and more, that I decrease, Christ increase, and then as this 12th step, because this has happened to me, I can then articulate that and share that with other people. Another scripture that I can quote but can't uh, locate here without my computer in front of me <laughs> is that we, we've been comforted so that we can, I'm really roughly paraphrasing here, so that we can comfort with the comfort with which we've been comforted, something like yes. that. The Lord has comforted us and healed us in a certain way that connects to the way he's calling us to then share that with others. Is, yes. and, and what we have in this step is an exploration a little bit of the connection between what, how and what we're called to share of Christ, the connection between that and the conversion we've actually experienced. And that's an important connection because, again, I think you, you, you see people out there, and I, we, I'm sure we've fallen into this at times, where my, my charism, my apostolate, my mission is, is something I've selected because I'm interested in it or I feel like doing it today, rather than it being something that is that is a conviction that's come out of the fact that I, I've been converted and I'm, I'm continuing to invite the Lord to convert and to change me. And it's out of that, it's out of that surrender to his will. Now I've, I'm, I've received whatever mission he's given me because it's also not something I've just chosen or I've made up for myself. No, he's actually given me a particular people. He's a particular place, a particular organization, a particular mission that he's given to me. I didn't select, I didn't make for myself. He gave to me to share the good news with. And the again, that coming out of our conversion and not being something that we just sort of make up for ourselves. No, he's sent us on mission by the change he's worked in us. And that connection is important because otherwise we end up with people who are, again, doing religion as their own thing or they're doing mm. ministries in the church that they're, they sort of made up and they're just, they're doing it because they want to do it. They feel like doing it. But it's not coming out of the, the Lord having actually changed and touched mm. them. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, that connection is important, I think. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. How do we then, um, uh, from your point of view, how, how do we share this good news, uh, having had this spiritual awakening? Um, how yeah. do we then, in our parish uh, or in our mm-hmm. family or in our workplace, how do we 
share this good news without, especially in workplaces and so forth, without freaking people out. Um, right. Any ideas? Well, I have a few ideas come to mind. I mean, number one, it strikes me that some of the sharing has already been done as a as a matter of course in this process, right? Because it involved making that inventory and going, making some probably long overdue apologies and mending some relationships. And so it's something that's already started. But a, a second level of that is that perhaps beforehand, before we started this process, maybe it was, maybe it hadn't happened sufficiently or it wasn't clear in our minds the ways that the Lord had actually made a difference in our lives. So that even if someone were to come ask us, hey, you're a Christian, why, why are you a Christian? What, what, what difference has Jesus made in your lives? Maybe we wouldn't have had a good answer to that. Maybe we would have said, well, yeah, I had a great experience at a retreat back in high school and I really felt God's love, whatever. But since then, what? Mm -hmm. What has actually changed in my life? What difference has it actually made to be a Christian versus just someone else living in the world? If we can't answer that question, that's the time to do a program and do some soul searching and figure <laughs> out, well, what's my story, God? What, what have, in what ways have I been keeping you out of my life? Because I know you want to change me. I know you want to change my heart to, to heal these these stupid things I keep you know stuck in all these years. And so that's I think a second level there is that well if beforehand maybe maybe we didn't have a good answer. Well now I think we have a better answer, it, whether in small ways or big ways. We have allowed the Lord to come in and again as this step says we have experienced a sp- spiritual awakening. That's maybe different from person to person certainly. But in some way, as a result of, of, of this walking with the Lord through this, this process, we've allowed him into a place that he wasn't before. And now I have a testimony. Now I can say, well, you know, I had trouble with, with drink or I had trouble with food or with pornography or something. And you know what? I've been going through this process and I've been praying and I've been making amends. And you know what? It's made a big difference. It's made a big difference for me. And I'm going to keep going with it. And I think that you should too. So we actually have a testimony now. But then I think a third level is that this does give us, at least for me, one thing I've been talking with a colleague here at the network and some people locally is this gives us, I think, a lot of helpful possibilities for the way we might structure and approach you know, our, our getting together with other Christians to talk and to pray and discuss that are we, are those groups simply becoming places where we sort of talk and, and mutually make each other comfortable in our lukewarmness mm-hmm. or are they places where we challenge each other to say, okay, we want to go deeper we want to we want to dig deeper into the ways uh, where we should be letting the Lord into our life to change us, and that that this should be a context for that. And so maybe even a twelve step program, maybe these steps are the are the structure that we use to begin to speak to each other about. Okay, how are you working the steps? How are you inviting God into your cha- to change your life today? And what's God doing in your life lately? That's beautiful. I was thinking about um, as you were talking the. Um, how my my life has changed in terms of uh, uh, the way that I can read scripture now, mm. uh, and I, I I can remember saying to my spiritual director years ago, I just I just can't get into scripture. I read it every day because of the praying the office, but it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of meaning for me. Now I don't I don't know how this changed other than by grace and simply the continuing process of reading the scriptures. But now I begin, I have begun to see how my little story, the little story that is Brother Rex's life, fits into this larger story. What I mean by that is that I can read gospel parable, uh, gospel stories today, 
and they speak to me on a different level than they did years, several years ago, because I see myself in a different light from working through these steps. I can see myself, oh, I'm the Pharisee in that story, or I'm the prodigal son, or I'm the rich young man, or I'm the, I'm the um, one who um, uh, spit in Jesus' face. I mean, all of those things. It's like, wow, wow. I, now I, can, I begin to see how my, my little story fits into that larger story. There's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun, even my little story. My little story is sim- simply a, a fleshing out of that great big cosmic story that is uh, God creating us, us going astray, God coming on this uh, recon mission uh, yeah. and winning, uh, you know, fighting the battle for my soul and winning and now inviting me into that story. Yeah. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that is a conversion story for me. That is a, that is the transformation that God has begun uh, that I know is not finished because I have blind spots. There are ways that I, that I resist the Lord that I don't know about yet, but I can trust because I have this firm faith in Jesus Christ that if I continue to avail myself as best I can to surrender one day at a time, that mm-hmm. in God's own time, he will continue, he is continuing to transform me. And I've learned that from looking at these 12 steps over the course of several years. Yeah. I'm going to speak very specifically to a moment to members of the Coming Home Network. Again, whether they're new converts, or they've been in the church for a while, or, or the many men and women, pastors and lay people who are out there who are on the journey to Catholicism, possibly. You know, they're considering that, they're they're researching, they're studying, they're they're maybe talking or getting up the the courage and the timing to talk to their spouses or their friends about this potential conversion, this this enjoy, joining the church. Um, it's again, it's so important that this never gets paused, right? This allowing Christ in and through the things that are happening to us, or that we're our projects, our vocations, that this process continues. That's part of I think what we're, we're wrestling with here is that. Again, it's so easy to have, I've experienced a conversion and now I'm kind of settled in it and now I'm doing things in my life rather than seeing, no, this, this conversion, him changing me is an ongoing process and whatever he's sending me, whether that's, you know, a, a, something difficult or a new challenge or a new mission he's sending me out on or whether it's this monkey wrench he's thrown in my life of making me think that, heck, maybe I'm supposed to be Catholic. Maybe there's something to this Catholic church after all. Whatever he's sending you, that's the life, that's the, that's the material he's giving you to continue to invite that conversion, that, 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 um, that transformation. Because that's, mo- that's the point. That's the, that's the reason we're here, is that the Lord is transforming us. And so um, we often are counseling people on the journey that, okay, yes, we're gonna, let's talk about the apologetics, let's work through the relationship stuff, let's keep taking a step at a time, but don't lose sight of what this was about and don't miss the grace of being transformed through the process, through the ups, through the downs, through the difficulties, through the confusion, that it has to be part of this bigger picture, which is the Lord transforming you into the man or woman he's called you to be. Mm. And so that should also give us some peace too, because again, there's oftentimes a lot of anxiety of, am I doing the right thing? Is, you know, the church has all these problems. Is, is she, can you, she really be who she claims to be? You know, guided by the Holy Spirit, the gift of, the gift of God, the, the church that he's, that Christians are to be a part of, the body of Christ. Could that really be true? That can create a lot of anxiety. 
But it should put us at peace to know that, well, first and foremost, day by day, I'm walking with Jesus. And and when that is to be clear to me, he will make it clear. I'll continue to study. I'll continue to be faithful. I'll continue to talk to people, work through the process. But I'm remaining here in the place of peace because I know it's his power that's transforming me. It's his power that's going to lead me to the destination. And so we always want to keep that in mind wherever we are, in the, whatever stage of the journey inside the church or out, that it's daily being deep in Christ is, is the thing. That's the thing. That's the one thing needful today is to mm-hmm. remain uh, in Jesus Christ. And I, you hit on something that I think is so key to the process um, both in the 12 steps and in the process of, of thinking about uh, becoming a full sacramental union with Christ in the church, and that is that it's a we program. I don't have to do this my, all by myself. That uh, the Coming Home Network was created just for that, to help individuals struggle with some of these issues before they're ready maybe to to. Uh, Tell tell other people in the in the in the in their church. Some of the people that come to us are are ministers uh, who have congregations who have some questions, and they they don't even feel comfortable going to the local parish priest because it's a small town. And what what are they going to think if they see um, anyway? So they can come to people like us uh, and share share their story, uh, and then we can share our experience, strength, and hope because we've been there. We've done this, right? right? There's very, very seldom is there anything that somebody tells me on the on, on their journey toward the Catholic Church that I haven't either, either I have, there's very little that people can tell me that I haven't experienced or I know somebody personally who has experienced that very same thing themselves. And there's comfort in that. I'm not alone. I don't. Oh, you too, right? It's just like the twelve-step programs, right? They meet in the basement of these churches and they find out there's there's the local banker. Well, well, there's the nurse. Well, there's the minister. Isn't that Father so and so? But we all come together because we've got this common uh, malady, right? In a twelve-step program, whatever that happens to be, uh, and at the Coming Home Network, we come together uh, with this with this common experience of being attracted to the Catholic Church, being attracted to Christ through his church. And we can step back and say, no, you're you're not, you know. I heard just somebody the other day talk about, I think, I think I'm I be, I want to become Catholic. I had an experience of Mary. Am I crazy? And I was able to say, maybe. But I can tell you this, there are thousands of other people who have come into the Catholic Church because they've had some sort of experience with the Blessed Mother. So let me let me connect you with somebody who's had that, you know, experience. And we're able to do that, and then they find out they're not alone, right? That there is that there is something to this. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing to be able to watch that happen. Hmm. That's really good, brother. And that's I also appreciate the, the caveat too that yeah you could be crazy, but <laughs> we'll let I the experts. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll let the professionals. You know. Uh, yeah, 
Well, I always th think about that in terms of sh like in this topic of sharing testimony that I, I that's always a caveat I include for myself to like, hey, I may be crazy. That's one option. But this is what Jesus has done in my life. This is the yes. difference I think he's made. I could be I could be crazy. I could be lying to you. Yeah. You know, it's the Lord liar lunatic that that yeah. that classic apologetics trilemma, but made personal. I could be crazy. I could be lying. But I'm telling you, this is what happened to me. This is the difference the Lord Jesus made in my life in this area, in this area, in this area. So yes, and so we don't have to compare. You know, if I compare my my conversion story with yours, you know, comparison is a one up or a one down. However, right. if you and I are talking about our conversion experiences and we're just sharing, we're identifying with each other. Oh, I I I experienced those same kind of feelings. It's a different situation, right. same feelings, and then we find out again that we're forging this community of like minded people, like hearted people. Um, whose stories are are different, but at the same time similar. Why? Because this one, the one who presides over us all, right? The Lord Jesus uh, and the Father and the Spirit are calling us into deeper union with uh, with the Trinity and with one another, uh, and right. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So then, why wouldn't we want to share this good news with others? One of the pamphlets I have here, one of the resources we've been reading along with, it, it has a quote from the Gospel of uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter four, and it's you know it's the moment when Jesus called out to the fishermen, you know, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Christ, if we've allowed him, if we allow him to, he will call us out of our boats. He will, he will like our lives will actually change, and not just once, but continually throughout our life. And so if we're not, we need to be open to that. We need to be inviting that. We need to be ready for Christ to call us out of our boats in a new way. And then part of the result of that, what that naturally proceeds into, is being fishers of men, being people who have a story now to tell because we've allowed God to give us that story, to continue that story. And so I, I think I, I was saying it tentatively when we began this study, but I, I now say it confidently that everyone, every Christian, every Christian especially, should have something like this in their life, should have this aspect of their spirituality. And I've heard it called by different names in the church. I mean, I think the 12-step program is the best I've come across, but other resources out there on sort of like spiritual healing of woundedness, you know, uh, uh, I, I, there's some books out there I've seen that are um, taking this more seriously. One of my favorite books is uh, Father Rob, uh, Father Dubay's Deep Conversion, Deep Prayer, which is a very small little book, but it's one of the few books out there that I, I, I feel like has really grappled with, hey, guys, if, if, if we're not actually being changed, then we got to ask what's going on. You know, we, he, talking about people he's counseled for many years and just seeing they're not going anywhere. They're, they're comfortable confessing the same old sins over and over again and not really going anywhere in their spiritual life. And again, it's not about measuring the, the forward movement by our own standards. That's not what this is about. But it is about saying, in what ways am I not really allowing the Lord to change and transform me the way he wants to? Um, and making sure that that's a part of our spiritual life, where we're taking that seriously, we're figuring out how to, to do the necessary soul searching to find the areas where we're not allowing it to happen. And then as, you, as you've reminded us many times, brother, to do it in community, to look to other people, to be the iron that sharpens iron. You know, the, the, to, to share our struggles with, to share our testimony with, so that this is not a one-time thing, that this is a continual thing. I think mm -hmm. everybody needs 
some a program like this, uh, this part of their spirituality, if they don't already have it. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, I was thinking about um, uh, there's a, a portion of the literature for the um, for Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, the the very end of the original Big Book. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a few, uh, just a paragraph. I think I did this the last time we were together, but I, I would like to read the paragraph for for our listeners because I think it's such a beautiful summation of what we've been talking about this for these past 12 or 10, 12, 11 weeks, whatever it was, um, about yep. these steps. And I just think this is, this is beautiful. Um, if I can find it here, let's see. Yes, here we go. Okay. Um, Ask, so him, this is God. So I'm just kind of coming in the middle of the, of the paragraph. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man or woman who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you have find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. It's a beautiful summation of of not only the twelve steps, but uh, of, of of evangelization, of sharing this good news of Jesus Christ with a world uh, that's gone mad. That's beautiful, brother. Leave you speechless, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. It's just like holy. <laughs> that's magnificent. Just like wow, yeah. wow. And it was just. It started out by a couple of guys who didn't want to hurt anymore. They didn't want to hurt anymore uh, from alcoholism. And uh, it's interesting that how, how did the gospel start? A group of people formed around Jesus who didn't want to hurt anymore. And out of that came the disciples, the apostles, this church for 2,000 years a field hospital for sinners, as uh, Pope Francis recently said. Um, and we're all in it together, and uh, we're all trying to carry the message. And we can't give away what we don't have. And so by doing the work that, in the format of the 12 steps, we realize uh, uh, slowly but surely that uh, we are being transformed, as you said, and that we can share that good news with, with others and we're called to do that in the gospel. We're called to share the good news. Go make disciples. Right? Uh, and that's yeah. both a tall order, one that we cannot do on our own steam, but with God, all things are possible. And so we can lean into that, claim claim our seat as uh, one of the great uh, uh, chosen. I don't know. Is it Patrick Madrid that has that great line, I am, I am a... I don't even remember now. Uh, it's just quite long. Anyway, I'm we're, we are the cho- we're we are some of the chosen ones, right? Not because we're better, but because God wants to show what what 
he can do in a life like ours. And we're chosen to call other people to say, you too can live a life second to none through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in the context of his church, where you can get the sac- where, you're, where you're gifted with the sacraments that will transform you more and more into uh, the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whew. Whew. We may have been waiting around till we were whole. We felt we were holy enough to let God do something great in our lives, or to work through us, or to have a story to tell. But maybe He's been waiting around for us to be humble enough. That's, I think, one of my takeaways from this study. Yeah, well, it's thank our you, brother. Right? It's not. It's not. Uh, it's our brokenness, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's our it's our sin that brings us that because we need us we need a savior because of our sin, right? God didn't come. Uh, we don't have to get cleaned up to take a bath. Right? <laughs> you don't have to get cleaned up to take a bath. Come as you are, yeah. and Jesus will do the rest. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. This is so good. We'll we'll continue this discussion, uh, whether or not it's on this show. We'll continue it because that's part of the Christian life as brothers. That we continue to share what God is doing, what He's done, and what we we hope and pray He'll continue doing in our lives. That's just part of the Christian life that we're cultivating. So, thank you, brother, for joining me for the study. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking, and thank you all those who again who joined us for the first time or have been following along with this study. We hope that you found it edifying and helpful. Again, all the episodes there are available on uh, deepinchrist.com on the CH Network website in the Coming Home Network online community or on your favorite podcast place. You can go back and, and watch or listen through this study. And we'll be back next week You know, to continue this discussion, not this particular discussion on the 12 steps, but the, the general discussion about this daily task we have of growing and in imitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks again for watching. Again, this is a production of the Coming Home Network International. You can go to www.chnetwork.org if you are a convert to the church or you are someone who is thinking about becoming Catholic, or if you just have questions and you want to talk to a group of people who have been there and done that particular that particular process. Again, that this is your network, chnetwork.org. And you can connect with our online community at community.chnetwork.org where you can journey along with men and women like yourself who are asking these questions and, uh, again, considering the Catholic Church, but all the while, again, keeping our eyes on Jesus and walking with him every day. That's what this is about. So once again, thank you for joining us. God bless you. We'll talk to you again next week.